um, who passed her exam. Oh, she's here. Latasha, don't be shy. I'm talking about you. I'm inviting you to the stage. She actually invited her. <laughs> she was Hi. She's like, I need to tell my testimony. I said, okay, girl, you come on in and tell it. Um, I I, I got to make sure that my when you tell your story that I go on mute. Um, but Latasha, your whoo, your story is for the book. So wherever you want to start, uh, you go ahead and start. And I may ask you guiding questions as we go. But um, I'm going to let you kind of introduce yourself um, and I'll introduce you too. So Latasha was one of my uh, consultations that I had back way back in March. And because of her time frame, we didn't work directly together, but I gave her a lot of support during that consultation um, to help with her accommodations as well as inviting her to our community space that we have here to keep her motivated and give her support. So Latasha, I bragged about you in the group and I know that this is your moment. So I'm gonna pass it over to you um, to give some motivation and share your story with the group. Hi, everybody. I, can everybody hear me? We can hear you. Okay, I'm Latasha. So I recently just passed my test on May the 2nd, and that was my 11th time testing for the licensed clinical social worker test. And I've been trying to pass the test since 2019, and it has been very, very, very hard. So I found Ms. Shara on Twitter, LinkedIn, and I really wanted to work with her, but the time, like she said, the time frame didn't work because I was just like, okay, the time was against me. I needed to pass my test before September, I believe the 13th of this year, or I would have to go into supervision for another year before I'd be eligible to test again. And I'm in the state of Virginia. So I was testing, I was testing, and I was testing, and I was just stagnant at the 86 mark. I couldn't never get past the 86, I would either get 86 or lower. I think the highest I ever, the lowest I ever scored was like a 71. So then I ended up finding all these, you know, study groups that's out here, study preps, and I spent so much money on all these materials. And it was just like, you got the material. I don't think it was the content for me. It was me learning how to break down these questions and understand what ASVAB wanted us to know. So what really helped me was I ended up getting the individual tutor and she, she was great. And she ended up telling me and also Ms. Shara ended up telling me that you might need accommodations. I was really battling um, with anxiety and also I ended up battling with depression because I kept failing and I didn't understand why I kept failing. So I ended up going to my doctor and my doctor ended up general, giving me generalized anxiety disorder. So that gave me the accommodations for two extra hours. So instead of having four hours, I had six hours to test and I ended up getting a private room. So that also helped with calming my anxiety, being able to talk out loud when I was reading questions. Cause I was noticing in tutoring that I was doing good by talking out loud and processing the question. But you know, when you're in the real test and when you're not in a private room, you can't talk out loud. So I understood that for me, talking out loud and processing the question 
helped me understood what the question was asking. So also my disconnect was I wasn't able to understand that the answer choice that I was picking wasn't addressing the presenting problems. So once me and my tutor worked together and she understood that was my disconnect, she was like, no, 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 no. This is the presenting problem. Make sure between answer choice A, B, C, and D that whatever answer choice you pick is addresses your presenting problem. And once I got that component, I hit the ground running. So any practice test I would take, I would get 80% or higher. So that really boosted my confidence because I was like, oh, okay, that, that strategy worked for me. Another strategy that I picked up on my own was for me was reading the answer choices first and then going to the question to answer the question. I don't know what it was about reading the answer choices first that clicked with me, but it was like, okay, well, I, I can understand that this is not the right answer off the bat before even addressing the STEM. So that would work for me. It might not work for you, but that would work for me. So I told myself, if I'm not scoring a 75% or 80% on practice tests, I'm not going to test until I'm scoring 75% or 80% on any practice test I took. So every practice test I took besides one, I got a 74% on one, but everything else was a 80%. I think the highest I got was a 94%. So when I tested last Tuesday, I was like, oh my God, this test is so hard. It, my test was really hard. I feel like any, every, anything that I studied, any practice test, any answers that I've seen was not on my test. I had to really like pray and critically think, and okay, what is my question asking me? So I wrote down on my black, on my little whiteboard, I was like, who is my client? What is the presenting problem? and what setting I'm in. So every question that I could use that for, I use it for. So I end up finishing with maybe like 100, I'm mean, not 100, I'm sorry, oh, an hour and 19 minutes left. I believe I flagged probably like 30 questions. So I was like, oh my God, time is against me. I gotta really sit right here and go back and answer 30 questions that I did not answer. Cause I did not want to get stuck, trying to just trying to get stuck in the process. So. Once I went back and answered those 30 questions, I had 30, I had like 30 minutes left to review. And at that time I was burnt out, I was tired, I was exhausted, and I just put my head down and I was like, I'm gonna submit this test. And I said, if I fail or if I pass, I'm gonna walk away from this test knowing that I gave it my all. So once I walked out and got my results, I didn't even open it. I just threw it in my little Wawa bed. And I'm just like, mm, whatever. I just knew I failed. So when I got to my car, my um, study partner, she called. And she was like, Latasha, you're LCSW. And I was just like, girl, I don't know. That test was hard. So I ended up opening my test results. And I passed. I needed a 102 and I got a 104. And all I can remember was crying and thanking God. Because I tested 11 times. 11 times and I finally was able to pass but I had to figure out what my disconnect was because every time every other time I went in I didn't know what I was doing I didn't understand what I was doing I was just going in it was just like one day I'm just gonna pass don't go in that way make sure you're 100% confident 
that you know what you're doing before you go in and take this test because it's, it's not an easy test and it's really not set up for us to pass. But if I can do it, testing 11 times, anybody else can do it too. And that's my testimony. I, I, I'm Latasha. I, one, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Two, your testimony really speaks to the importance of resilience. I mean, you've taken, you know, I, I talked to so many people in consultations and some people years later, they'll, you know, come into me and they've only took it once. They let so much time pass after failing, they won't take it again. The fact that you took it 11 times and you did not give up and it was nonstop, you were taking it back to back to back. That shows so much of your strength and your resilience and to be able to come in here and even be brave enough to say, look, I took a left time, whatever, because guess what? It's not going to matter. You have your license. So uh, no employer is going to ask you how many times you took it. They just want to see the license. Um, I am so happy and so blessed to have even um, have you reach out to me because when we were talking in the consultation, even though the time frame didn't work, I wanted you to be a part of the community say, hey, can you come in, you know, whenever you can come in here to get support whenever you could. Um, and I remember talking, we talked for a good while, close to an mm -hmm. hour, because I was like, hmm, 10, 10 times, girl, no, you need us accommodations. And we really talked because for a little bit, you were hesitant. And we talked about that as providers. It is important that we know when we need help, because if we cannot recognize when we need help, how can we be the helpers? to others and so your story not only encouraged you know people here but whoever listens to the podcast and so many other social workers that you haven't even touched yet you'll be able to hold the space for them in a way that other people can't and that's what makes your story so empowering and um i just really want to thank you for just sharing because there's so many people <laughs> you got you got some fans um and you're in the chat oh, <laughs> i'm reading now thank you because <laughs> you became an instant celebrity um i saw you in a couple someone um i remember i texted you and said look somebody's hunting you down in a community group saying oh is that her because <laughs> your name is different wiggins and bailey so yes. people were just like is that her and and people need to be inspired because that that speaks to your your level of trusting your journey despite those times of failing so many people get stuck in that i failed i'm not doing this again or they wait so long to do it again and you have spoken to that resilience so nonetheless really thank you for coming in and sharing that story because people needed to hear it um and i've so many other social workers i've had call me and i would just give them support say hey this is what you need to do x y and z and even though we didn't work directly together, um, I would have hoped that I had some part in your journey of just holding the space for you for that 30, 45 minutes to, you know, get your life together and get this, uh, these accommodations real quick. <laughs> yeah. And you did. And you I did. I was on it. And uh, I know somebody in the chat said, yes, you, your PCP can sign your accommodations. My PCP did. Um, before, even before testing, I struggled with anxiety. And in the process of me testing, in 2019 to now, uh, we had COVID, I had a baby, and I recently just got married. So it was just, I had a lot of stuff on my plate. But a PCP can um, 
do your paperwork. And then the process is you go on the asweb.com. They have the paperwork there. You sign a form and then your doctor sign a form. It could be a doctor, a therapist, or a psychologist, or whoever that has uh, documentation or you that you go to that you have your diagnosis your diagnosis on record and they can um, do your accommodations paperwork and then you also have to do a personal statement to send to ASVAP. So I know in my personal statement I was just like look I failed 10 times can you imagine how I got as how embarrassed I feel or how upset it is that I have to go home and tell my family oh I didn't pass again and then the time you got to take to study and to prep for this test. And for me, I felt like I was neglecting my family because I was always studying, 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 studying. So it's a lot, and that can mentally drain someone. Could it mentally drain me? Yeah, but you kept going. You kept going despite those hurdles. I mean, I remember when I failed my, my exam, I only two points with the LC. I was devastated. <laughs> um, and I had to wait it out a year. You took it as many times as you did. And you said, I'm going to keep doing this until I pass. That again, that is a mindset that I will want everyone to have because you wanted it bad enough that you were willing to take the hits until you got it. Um, I sacrificed so much. I remember when I got my accommodations, I said, okay, let me, I, have to call, I had to call Pearson to even schedule the test because you couldn't do it online like you normally would if you didn't have accommodations. So the anxiety of, okay, I didn't want to test at eight o'clock in the morning again, but I had no choice because that's the only option in the area that I'm in that they had available. So I was like, okay, here we go. You just got to take it at eight o'clock in the morning. You got to do what you got to do. And the dates that I wanted to give them, the dates that I did give them, they didn't have available. They was like, well, all they have is made the second available. And I was like, well, okay, fine. I will take that. And me and my study partner, we both went to undergrad, we both went to undergrad and grad, grad school together. And she was like, Latasha, you, do you know what May 2nd is? And I was like, no, what's May 2nd? That's the day I test. That's all I know. And she was like, that's the day that we graduated with our bachelor's in social work eight years, eight years ago. So I passed on, I passed my test May 2nd, 2023. So eight years ago on that date, I walked across the stage with my bachelor's degree in social work. And I was like, you know what? This was nothing but God, God's timing saying that you're going to pass today on May the, on May the 2nd, 2023. Nothing but God. There was nothing but God. Amen to that, Latasha. Again, um, I appreciate you coming in and I appreciate you sharing your testimony and um, for giving hope to so many other people that really needed to hear. Miss um, <laughs> uh, Weller says, awesome, won't he do it? Um, so many people will resonate with that story. Um, it's not the, the success that people really listen to, it's the struggle. You know, and your story is a light for so many um, in and outside of this space. So I just, again, want to thank you um, for even calling me and letting me hold the space for you when you needed it. Um, and now you can hold that space for so many others after you. Yes. And I wish everybody that's testing soon the best of luck. I'm definitely here. If anybody has any questions, you can speak. Feel free to reach out to me. I'm definitely open to answering any questions that anyone has. 
All right, Latasha. Well, now, girl, you get to fly out the nest now. You get to fly on out of here. <laughs> I got yes. to do, but I, I appreciate you coming in. Um, and just thank you so much for um, your willingness to share and your encouragement for everybody. Um, you're definitely a little celebrity. Ashley's like, <laughs> is Facebook the best way to reach you? Yes, my name on Facebook is Latasha Bailey. So you can write me, you can inbox me and I will check it. All right. Well, I'm not, we're not going to hold Latasha here too long, but um, Latasha, again, thank you for coming and thank you for sharing with no that. Problem. Go on and fly out the nest, girl. Be gone. Your LCSW. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye.